Welcome to Annie Bros episode 141. Today on the show, the cousins tackle the hit new furry show, Brand New Animal, give their takes on the COVID situation, and grace listeners with their hot takes about Japanese non-anime broadcast television. So sharpen your claws and break out the catnip because the Annie Bros are starting now. I'm wearing headphones. That was great. Sorry. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Welcome to Annie Bros. Uh, we are, in fact, the cousins here once again for another great episode. Uh, you can go to our website at www.anniebrospodcast.com. You can visit all of our friends' uh, great material at www.anniebroscreative.com. Uh, AOL keyword search Annie Bros. Nice. And where can they find us particularly as individuals? Uh, I'm- Yes, uh, I'm Laven, and you can find me at my uh, Twitter that's very inactive at Laven Voth. And uh, this is Kenny, and you can find me at Sakoku underscore Otaku. Yes, indeed. Uh, we're here once again for another great episode. Um, this is the first time we've recorded an episode in like what feels like a hundred years. But uh, after after the will... like, I'll go ahead. It... I was going to say, it, it will feel a little closer because despite the fact that we recorded so long ago, uh, we released not too long ago. That's right. Uh, this is like our second content of 2020, I think. So that's It'll be great. perfect. Uh, yeah, you know, it's not like everybody's just like at home with nothing to, nowhere to go out to waiting for like media to consume or anything. It's not like this is prime Petri dish time for podcast listening or I've actually I have been completely negligent on my pod on on the other podcasts I follow with the exception of the stuff that we put out um we being Annie Bros Creative um I haven't really listened to my other shows because normally they would be my drive to work shows and so I'm just totally behind on all of it uh actually same here most of the stuff I'm like consuming is is uh based from YouTube so like my entire work situation has become I get up and I walk about, uh, you know, three meters over to the, the room next door and I sit down and then I start working. Yep, exactly. <clears throat> and uh, like I'm... one of my monitors always has YouTube playing to something random <laughs> while I'm working. Yeah, I get too distracted if I have to watch a video, like I'll tune into it. So um, I just listen to a lot of like jazz covers of anime songs. <laughs> um yeah 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 like it's just youtube is the medium to which like the random content is just playing so most of the time it's like stand-up comedy or some podcasts yeah so i'm fairly certain in our last episode we were we kind of touched base on how things are going um how have things like what is life like today in japan under covid i thought you were gonna say like under abeism or something like that (laughs) we'll save that Um, for later uh it is hmm so since we last released the episode like i think we told the viewers that i I had just moved to japan and the covid just kind of started and everything was like pretty much everyone 
went inside. Like nothing was changed, but everyone was just obeying the rules. That sort of largely followed through for a while. Um, and then people started like getting kind of antsy, as you can mm. imagine. And they decided to start opening stuff up. Uh, like, so for like a good month, like bars and like izakaya and stuff was closed for sure. Like you couldn't go there, but I think at the, like the June 1st or something, they, they let it all open up again. Yeah. And people have, I don't know. I haven't really been out and about to like measure it, but seems like people are still kind of going out and doing stuff. Like we went to our local yakitori place uh, a couple times and like there's some people in there. Uh, we went to the Ava cafe actually uh, last weekend. Oh yeah. And that was like pretty hardcore. Like the, they're really stepping up their measures. Like they're, they're letting the public go to things, but everything is like under strict like lineup policy and mm. test temperature policy and like social distance policy so like you go up into the the floor of the department store thing that the the pop-up cafe was on and yeah. there's a bunch of different other stores there like there's like a capcom store and a pokemon center and a, a nintendo store the nintendo store like completely is like roped off and you have to line up and they only let like 11 people in there at a time and when you're in the line like somebody with like a giant uh, like alien mo- the movie alien style face oh, yeah. shield is like standing there and like taking your temperature and like making you disinfect your hands and then let's like a one group in go at a time and that's pretty much how the Ava cafe was too like you line up in front of it and then they let a group of like five people go in and eat even though the, the restaurant's set up for like a bunch of people but they're kind of spacing everyone out yeah uh but those were those were cool photos. Let's. I, w- I want to hear more about this. We haven't had a chance to talk about it. So, um, this is in Tokyo, then. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. This was in Shibuya. Shibuya, yeah. And so there was a pop-up Evangelion themed cafe that you were able to go to. Yeah, it was like a like your the, life sucks. The, yeah, I know. <laughs> the real the theme is like American Diner, so it's like an Ava mm. American Diner. It was kind of strange, and they like all the all the art on the walls was all Ava stuff, but it's like kind of done up to look like an American comic. So uh, all the art is like American comic-y looking, but it's all Ava. And the stuff they serve is like, you know, milkshakes and burgers and stuff. So That's cool. Yeah, it was it was cool. Um, so it's like a Mari-themed Eva <laughs> Mari wasn't even that prevalent. It was just like the regular like Ray's everywhere and Oscar's everywhere, kind of just like they didn't really try that hard i think i don't really understand why this even exists but they did it how was the food uh actually so i went to a a gundam pop-up like two years ago or something and it was like pretty average to bad like it was like made cafe quality they heated it up in a microwave and handed it out kind of thing so i expect i expected this would be like that as well you know pay 15 dollars for like a warmed up 7-eleven cheeseburger but no, it was actually really good. I was surprised. Like, Kauri was surprised. We're like, wow, this is still not worth $15, but it is <laughs> good. Like, it is edible, good food that they cooked here. So that nice. was good. Uh, yeah, it was 
pretty enjoyable. Like it was, it was pretty fun. And it was like the first time I went out of the house in like uh, decades. So I was, <laughs> I was happy about that. Yeah, I'm glad you were able to get out um, and and do that because that, that would have sucked if it would have been canceled because of what was going on. Um, but yeah, so p- places are, are pretty big on taking temperature. Oh yeah, everywhere that I saw, uh, I guess the Pokemon Center didn't do this. They let everyone mm. just kind of go in. But And it's right next to, you know how like in a like Japanese department store, there's like kind of this labyrinth of aisles and all the stores are just sort of around. I don't know how mm-hmm. to explain this well with words, yeah. but um, so th- it's it's like an open floor plan and all the shops are just sort of in the in the area. It's like mm-hmm. a like a closed like a, a closed air bazaar kind of feeling like it's just all the shops are like around and you walk through and yeah, the Pokemon Center is just like totally everyone can go in free for all and it doesn't become covid seeming until you get to the checkout where you have to like social distance and mm, like mm-hmm. wash your hands and stuff uh whereas right next door the pokemon i mean the nintendo store is like you know like i said before that it's all uh closed out and you have to they're only letting groups of certain people go in interesting yeah it was it was interesting each store it seems like there's no policy for the whole the uh, store mm-hmm. it's just like a policy per individual booth basis on how you want to handle your your thing yeah hmm. yeah i i went to get a haircut yesterday um after i was supposed to get one uh back in april um but it, they they had to close down um so we just oregon is is rolling out in these like phases based on certain new case metrics um and so we hit the benchmarks to go into phase one which allowed certain services to come back um, and like the, the hair salon I go to is, uh, or the barber I go to, I uh, was just like two blocks away, um, in the, in the neighborhood I live in. And so like they, they reopened, they, they let everybody know. Um, but then if you make an appointment, it's like, you have to fill out a questionnaire, like 24 hours before when you show up, they take your temperature. They, ha- you have to like go and wash your hands for 20 seconds. Um, so everybody's taking it pretty seriously. I mean, like a lot of these service industry places like because they're not getting any help from the government they have to open up or else close like we've seen a ton of portland institutions close as a result of what's going on um and so i'm kind of willing to jump through any hoops that are asked of me just so that i can be like you know tip my hairdresser and be like please please don't like go into debt while this is going on and still be here to cut my hair Uh uh-huh um yeah it's fun uh, it's a fun exciting dystopian world we live in in 2020 <laughs> yeah it seems like way more dystopian over there than here like pretty it's pretty much normal with like some extra steps you have to do it doesn't seem like like chaos it just is just like okay i have to like line up but that's it yeah uh, and like i mean japan has always been a place that uh people kind of maintain their own personal bubble and they, you know, like trains are, of course, going to get crowded. But if you're in a space, you're not necessarily going to get in someone else's personal space uh, mm-hmm. generally. So I, I imagine that it's the what's required to be as safe as possible while still being in the public is a little bit easier over there than it is here because we're just not. We're so not accustomed to taking that all into account or. 
we just have different social norms that make it a little less agreeable for us to be like, oh, you need me to stay six feet away from people, um, which is yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, like, uh, for example, like the mask issue, like, you know, everyone here is just like, yeah, we wear masks during the cold season as to not spread it around. So it makes total sense to like wear a mask. Where then I see like the American media, it's just like, fuck you. It's my right to not wear a mask. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Calm down. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We bought, um, we held out for a while because the reality is, the masks don't do a lot, but they do something and they make people feel safer. And so if I can make someone feel just a little bit more comfortable by wearing a mask, or if the state is saying that for a business to be open, people on the inside have to have a mask, I'm just going to do it. <laughs> and yeah, it's kind <laughs> of like, I think a lot about, um, you know, after the March 11th earthquake in Japan, um, because of what was going on at the Fukushima nuclear reactor uh, or nuclear power plant, um, the government was like, everybody needs to wear a mask and a hat. And we're just like, okay, you know, it's not really going to do anything against radiation, but if it's what makes people feel comfortable and just helps with a, a general sense of ease, sure. I'll do my part. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like f <clears throat> for specifically this, like the mask isn't for protecting you. It's just, mm -hmm. if everyone wears the mask, then it protects everyone. Cause if you're exactly. sick, then it does a lot. Like, uh, I can't remember where I saw this analogy. It's probably on Twitter. Uh, so I didn't make it up, but um, I read it and it's pretty funny and I think very true is like if everyone's running around naked and someone pisses on you, then you just <laughs> yeah. get pissed on. Uh, if everyone's running around naked, but you're wearing pants and someone pisses on you, your pants get soaked, but it's like not as bad as if you weren't wearing pants. Mm -hmm. But if everyone's wearing pants and someone tries to piss on you, like their pants get soaked and you don't really yep. get any on you. So that's how it works. So if everyone just wears a mask, it's going to be net better yep. for everyone involved. Yeah, but don't tread on me, man. <laughs> I know, right? It's like <laughs> That's exactly. Is, what... I got somehow I got like my pseudo monkey paw wish fulfilled uh <laughs> by like this is like two maybe two or three years ago, like the first after like the first time I came back from Japan, like everyone was wearing masks here that I noticed and was like, wow, that's a really great idea. I didn't really realize how how much people wear masks here during like cold season. I'm going to do that at home. Why doesn't everyone do that? And now I see, like, I, I just had this like thought in my mind at the time, like, what would it take for everyone else to be able to wear a mask? Like, why can't we tra try to change the culture in America for that to happen? And now I see like the literally like, well, let's try and see what happens. And this is what happens. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I've seen a lot of people that are like, oh, I really hope that we stick with this after this is over. And I, I hope so too, because it is, it's like during cold season, yeah, just everybody wash your hands, wash your damn hands and yeah, right. wear a mask. And it might help reduce that like plague that circulates through every American office space during, you know, start of school season because everybody has their kids going back to the other place where germs circulate schools. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I have a feeling it will, as soon as the pandemic is over and there will be this like mass, like we finally don't have to wear masks ever again in our lives. And that'll be it. Yeah. People will just be in the streets burning their masks. Yeah. Yeah. Something stupid like that. Uh, uh, so I'm glad I live here in a civilized country. So good <laughs> luck with, good luck with that. Thanks.
<laughs> my trains that run on time and my yeah. non-mass panicking. This actually gives me a great segue um, because I do I have a I have a qualm that I would like to air with uh, Uniqlo USA versus <laughs> uh, Uniqlo Japan. Uh-huh. So you you tip me off very very nicely um, to the fact that Uniqlo, the um, juggernaut clothing brand in Japan, was doing a collaboration with um, Evangelion to promote the next um, rebuild movie, uh, 3.0 plus 1.0. Um, and so you ordered a bunch of cool Evangelion shirts from Uniqlo. And how did they arrive? So, yeah, they arrive. If you order, I think if you only order one thing or something, it just comes by itself. Uh, But if you order, I don't know, there's some minimum number that's really, really low, like three shirts or something like this. You get this really cool, like, dropship nerve UN box that it comes in. Like, it looks like, you know, you were sent some government issue or something. And it's like this collectible. It's not really that collectible. It is literally... a amazon-esque cardboard normal ass box but you you it looks cool on the outside and i think we saved ours yeah Uh, so i waited patiently for uniqlo usa to also release this series of shirts um which are great awesome shirts um and i definitely ordered um not a small quantity of them uh (laughs) and they arrived in like and i wasn't I'm going to, I, I braced myself. I set my expectations. I'm like, they're not going to arrive in any special box. Um, because they're just thinking these are, this is some, somebody ordering shirts from us, not thinking this is some special promotion, even though they clearly highlight how, how cool this collaboration is on their website. Um, and then they just arrive in like a, a normal plastic shipping bag. It's like, (laughs) oh, cool. That's nice. It's so lame. Yeah. So which, Go ahead. I was going to say, we've been ordering all kinds of random collaboration stuff. Like, it's like Ava Bonanza over here with collaborations. Yeah. You, um, what else have you, what else have you picked up in this Uh, kind of wave of Eva? I have to give uh, my shout out to my wife for like staying diligent on Twitter and then ordering all this stuff that I don't even know about sometimes. (laughs) Uh, For example, like we, she ordered the giant case of UCC coffee that's like printed with Ava characters. Uh, and it also comes in its own special cool UN nerve box that it ships in. And it's just a case of UCC coffee, but like in cans, but it has it, Ava on it. And then they all, and then each of them have like a little promotional scratch off thing. And you, mm. you type in the code into the internet machine and you see if you win some extra prizes. We didn't win anything. Did she also buy a mini fridge specifically for them? No, is that actually for sale? No, I have no idea, but it's the, you know, it's the end of Evangelion when they replace all of Masato's beer with UCC coffee. Uh, no, no, unfortunately, we don't have a mini fridge full of them, but we did <laughs> drink the whole case and the case is like, I don't know, it's like 48 gans or something ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we drank all those and then... It, it, you know, we drank them all, and I was like, oh, it's kind of sad. My routine was like, get a Ava coffee and then go to work. <laughs> and then then I was like thinking about it, and a few days went by, and I'm like, oh, we should just order another one. So like, hey, Cowrie, we should order another <laughs> one. She's like, she's like, it's 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 on the way. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that's awesome. Great, great. <laughs> uh, yeah, that uh, I mentioned, I don't know, I, 
I thought I mentioned this on the podcast, but maybe I didn't. Uh, when we first arrived here, Seven uh, Eleven was doing like a giant Ava promotion mm-hmm. where you you go in and there's like this cardboard. Uh, well, there's all these prizes like on one of the aisles, but you can't just buy them. So there's like a bunch of figures and like random clear folders and stuff. And you, what you do is you like get a little monopoly game piece thing from their little like kiosk and you take it up to the front counter and that game piece costs six dollars and it's mm-hmm. like a chance to pull something out of the drawing hat and then like it's like a prize tier level thing and you like pull it out of the hat and it's like okay you got prize tier a and you can choose something from the a tier or whatever and so uh i we noticed our local 7-eleven like nobody was really doing it and there's three 7-elevens next to us like within like a I don't know, two block radius. So there's three <laughs> giant kiosks where nobody's buying the Ava stuff. Mm-hmm. And so we just kind of spent hundreds of dollars oh my get, getting all the stuff. So I have like all the the figures, like the, the cool, like promotional rebuild Oscars and array and a set of plates and a set of <laughs> uh, like whiskey glasses and Hold like on. a shit ton, of, shit ton of clear files. Hold on. Like, this is, like, you basically have, like, the NASCAR plate collection for Evan Kellyan. Yeah, no, straight up, yes, yes, exactly this. And um, uh, it wasn't even, like, my full-on idea to do this. I was just, like, I saw it, and I'm, like, that's kind of cool. I'm going to try a couple times. And Cowrie's, like, you should just buy all of them. <laughs> I'm, like, I don't like what you're doing to me. <laughs> I think I should buy all of them. <laughs> she's, a, she's a crazy enabler. We, yeah, we went there, like, a few times without buying anything, and then, like, because uh, there's these these prize tiers, right? And so, like, there's, like, a bunch of, like, clear files and boring shit that you don't really want, and then there's only a few of the cool stuff. And in our 7-Elevens, all the clear files were, like, disappearing and going away, but, like, mm. the plates and the glasses and the, the figures were, like, remaining. So, we're, like, oh, there's only, and, and then also behind the counter on 7-Eleven, you can see their, like, whiteboard of mm-hmm. things that have been taken and what's left you can just like in clear view just like see what's left uh from the prize drawing hat and you're like oh so we're like calculating it like you know what it would only cost like 60 dollars to just buy the rest oh, <laughs> so, let's, so let's just do that <laughs> and then we did that and uh so yeah i have all this stuff i'll, I'll put a link or uh, a photo in the the show notes yeah of, you, de- of you definitely our... need to <laughs> uh and then so uh, i think it was announced like next month they're going to do another round of those things in 7-Eleven. So we'll see nice. how much I can get. <laughs> oh, man. Also, uh, speaking of your Uniqlo story, uh, this month GU is doing a similar thing. And mm. so I don't know if they're sending it in a cool box, but we on our way home from the uh, Ava Cafe, we just stopped in the GU and I bought some Ava shirts. Nice. And that that was cool. Who but has she, whose shirts are better? Uh Uniqlo's shirts have cooler designs, but mm. GU shirts were a little more robust. Um they even have like a cool sew in tag of like the repeat symbol and for music. Like oh, for that's the, awesome. you know. So yeah, so I was like, oh that looks cool. But their designs were kind of lame. Like one of the shirts just said Evangelion. <laughs> and that that's all it says. <laughs> and I was like, okay cool <laughs> which of the um there's a number of designs for that uniqlo did in collaboration with eva um and people can we'll put a link in the show notes but um which shirt is your favorite 
that's tough. They're all really cool. Um, the one I wear the most is probably the, uh, like the umbilical cable plug <laughs> one with like, it shows like a, it's like a cool sci-fi looking like illustration where mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to explain. Like it, it's just like, it looks like an eighties NASA kind of styling yeah. where it's like this like line art kind of like showing you like umbilical cord plugs into this slot and it like shows you like that it goes in. Yeah. It's, and it has the timer on the front in the, uh, the yeah, front yeah. pocket. Uh huh. It, it's, it's pretty cool. I didn't know it had a pocket actually. So I, I got it and then it came and there was a pocket I'm like, Oh, not really a po- pocket t-shirt man but it's still a cool design so <laughs> yeah i have um i bought a few of their like um probably a year or so ago i bought um some of their um gundam collaboration shirts and i have like the i have a um a shirt similar to the umbilical cable shirt where it's like the back of it is a um is a diagram of the rx78 uh and the pocket just says rx78-2 um, uh, I love that shirt. I think though my favorite of these of the collab designs is the Magi System shirt, where it has like Magi System stitched over the pocket, and on the back it has the the different Magi on the back. Yeah, um, that one was cool. I actually didn't pick up that one because I ooh. I only like picked three of them. And, yeah, uh, and I was like, uh, Magi's cool, but I already have enough black T-shirts. And <laughs> yeah, I was I was definitely in the market for a new black T-shirt, so I was like, I have to have this one. Yeah, maybe I should have picked it up. It, it did seem cool, but I like the uh, umbilical cable one more. Did you get the? You probably got the um, unit two beast mode shirt, right? The red one. Uh, no, actually, I didn't. I didn't get that one. Oh, whoa, that's shocking. That's like, I hate to admit it, but it's. I really love that design. It was okay. <laughs> <laughs> there was no good Ray shirt. Oh yeah, well there never is. <laughs> Uh, so as, as a fun uh, aside, uh, Cowie bought this like can top remover. So we removed the tops of all the characters of the UCC coffee and kept one of each of the, of the characters. Right. So it's oh, awesome. it like, it's, it's like a pen case or something. So, yeah. uh, you know, like it's just like this long cylinder that you can mm-hmm. put something in. And, uh, I used the Ray one as an ashtray. Oh my god! It's terrible. I thought you get absolutely terrible. I do. It amuses me. It's very on brand. Uh, so we actually saved two of the right ones, though. So nice. That, that, that helps you. But there's one pristine one and one that I dump dirty ashes into because why not? It's, just, it's perfect. Um, so I've been rather delinquent uh, in my in my viewing habits lately um with the exception of the show that we're going to talk about in a minute um i really haven't been watching anything i've been slowly making my way through um from the new world oh um, how far are you in that i don't want to tell you so like episode I'm f- two i'm like four episodes in yeah, what i need to get back like, on the horse it's so good i don't I, know how to explain is, it to you it is no it is really good and i'm i'm almost shocked that it's a show you like um, because you generally don't trust gravitate. Me. Just trust me. It, you will not be surprised that it's a show I like if you just watch all of it. Oh, okay. It's so good. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I am liking it. I need to watch more of it. Um, but I've just kind of fallen off the wagon because the issue I'm having right now is that as I work from home, um, 
like I'm working too much. Uh, and you know, uh -huh. Dana can attest to this a lot. I'm, I'm just working too much. And so one thing that I've started to try and do is like walk away from my computer. And so that kind of impacts, um, what I watch and I've been having, what really stalled me out was I was having issues with, um, Crunchyroll or I guess Verve running on my iPad. They were having some technical issues while I was trying to like really get into from the new world. Um, and that really hampered things, but I think they've, they recently released an, uh, an update to the app. So I, I think that's been ironed out. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been watching. Um, what have you been watching? So <clears throat> I'm pretty sure I didn't say this before on another pod on the other episode, probably, but I, so I apologize if I did. Uh, but I finally finished Conan, all 900 and whatever episodes of it. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. It's sad now because I, that was for like two years. That was my going to bed routine. Like uh, every night I just like fire up the projector and watch like two episodes of Conan and fall asleep during the middle of one of them. And then the next day restart that episode and <laughs> watch it from the beginning. Like that was my routine like every single day but now it's over so i need something else to fall asleep to uh and so i started watching lupon the third there's a, there's a lot of episodes of that mm -hmm. and, and it's it's good for falling asleep but it's like not the best uh so then i'm like what else have i wanted to kind of watch and so then i started watching city hunter oh wow yeah that show is great and it could never be made in 2020. <laughs> no, I don't think it could. <laughs> uh, it's very... Although they did. They did. They made a... There's a new movie that came out. I know. Um, I saw... There's a bunch of promotions for it uh, all over Japan, like, earlier, like, last year. And so um, that's what kind of reminded me of that that show in the first place. I'm like, oh, yeah. Mm. I, I always hear people talking about City Hunter. And, you know, I love, like, future funk music. Mm -hmm. And it always sometimes has some kind of City Hunter kind of like uh, illustration on the YouTube channels or whatever. So I'm like, yeah, that's got a good aesthetic. I, I want to check out and see what that's about. Uh, it, it doesn't disappoint. It's really it's really fun and, and cool. Uh, if you don't know the premise of, of City Hunter, he's like uh, he's what's known as a sweeper, which I don't mm. know. I don't think there's any other sweepers. I think he just calls himself a sweeper because I thought when I read the description. I thought it was kind of a few like super near future sort of situation. And he's mm. like a sweeper and like, you know, kind of like a blade hunter yeah. kind of role. But no, he, it's just like in 80s Japan and he is just a private detective and people go to Shinjuku station and write XYZ on the chalkboard there. And then they know to contact him because he has a job to do. And it's, he's just a mm. private detective who's like some is really good at shooting guns and like, can beat anyone is just like a like impossible impossible to beat badass and can solve any problem <laughs> uh but and that's it people just hire him for random odd jobs and each episode is like somebody's job so i was like this is it's really fun it's really fun uh and he like is this like goofy ridiculous over the top like lecherous guy who like grabs women's tits and like get slapped and it's like super super 80s ish like every time he does that his partner who's a woman like hits him with a giant 1000 ton hammer and it's just like <laughs> gets pissed off it's like uh so he like he he like has that kind of persona but then like when it gets time to become serious he's actually like 
a great guy and like mm. actually you like find out he was like feigning being this like bad guy in order to like progress the the story or whatever oh just gotcha like, just like oh yeah he was a real dick because in the end he like wanted to like make it make it so like the daughter of the rich guy and the and the old rich guy you know get along after their <laughs> tumultuous past or whatever yeah uh so it's it's great uh it's fun there's a lot of episodes of it it's what i was really wanting to get into so i could uh watch it for yeah a while. you got to get those long those long series to kind of help you wind down uh-huh and but it's really fun like it's it's great like I recommend watching it if you haven't seen it. It's it's just like a fun yeah. indie show. I'll check it out. Uh, I've seen some of it. I mean, it's been a long time, but it was one of those things. It comes up a lot, and it comes up a lot with like people like you know Anime World Order. So, um, I've definitely seen like an episode, and I know I know it's popular in France. Oh, really? Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it has it has like a pretty big following in france um i think they did a live action there's like a live action french movie based on i think there's it. a live action i think the live action well i don't know about the french one but there is a live action korean one and but it looks like super k-poppy modern 2000s looking and mm. like like all the the like the city hunter like looks like a k-pop boy and i'm like what that's not how it's supposed to be He's supposed to look like Miami Vice, not like this. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but watching that, it's pretty good. I'm pretty happy with it. Um, a, uh, also, we w watched through all the Ava rebuilds in preparation for the new one coming out. Oh, nice. Yeah, we're. I'm about to start that process. And I will say, well, maybe I'll wait until you finish three so we can talk about it because we watched three. Yeah, we together. should talk about it. And I, I don't know, I can't speak for you, but after we watched it together when it first came out, I never watched it again. Mm -hmm. Same. And, that's, and that was like 2011 or something. So yeah. Um, uh, I will say my opinion of that changed dramatically. It's it's much, much better than I thought. Like Interesting. Watching it again, I'm like, oh, dang, I think I just wasn't paying attention enough last time because it's really, it's really not that bad. Yeah, I want to give it a fair shake because it was like, I remember it was very stressful because we we watched it together at my at my university and we we used a, a big theater to show it to a bunch of people and it was very stressful to get it going because um, there's nothing people like to complain more about than like a free screening of a movie they don't have to in a, in like an actual theater. Well, I mean, you have to actually screen the movie for people to. I know, uh... <laughs> I know, I know. But anyway, it just it. I remember it was very frustrating to get get it going and then watching it. It was like. I think it's a movie that demands a second viewing. And so I am, um, I want to start watching, I, you got to start at 1.0 and then build up. So um, yeah, we'll definitely have to do that soon and then have a conversation about 3.0. Yeah. It's super, super helps to have just watched 2.0, right. Going into 3.0. Mm. Uh, I remember like when we watched in the theater, it was uh, like, I hadn't watched 2.0 for a while. Mm -hmm. So I, I didn't really have a good, grasp on like how it changes like what what exactly went down at the very end of 2.0 so uh i was a little bit confused and then like i didn't know what was going on <laughs> so it was it was tough but watching them all in rapid succession it's like oh yeah this is a continuous story it makes sense there's a mm. lot of uh like unanswered questions obviously that hopefully get solved in the newest movie but it wasn't yeah. as like strikingly bad as i remembered it being <laughs> oh that's good 
Okay. Yeah, I got to give that a fair shake then. Yeah. And the last thing I've been watching is uh, the new show that's coming out called Great Pretender. It's oh, yeah. so great. It's so fantastic. Uh, the premise is like this con men who are really good at scamming people by like mm-hmm. setting up this like elaborate, elaborate catfish and then like getting someone to pay you and then like, you know, making off with all the money. And mm-hmm. it's really good. And I found out that like the person involved in this anime also was involved in this live action Japanese series called Confidence Men. Oh, okay. Yeah. Have you heard of Confidence Men? I believe we've talked about it. Not on the podcast, but you. I think you've talked to, to me about it before. It's really good. Uh, it's just this same same idea. Like it's this crack team of like scammers who scam bad people out of their money. So like they, but they're like masters of disguise. So like the acting is really good, and they they're like, oh yeah, you know the like I don't know the Yakuza guy. We want to scam him out of his money because he's bad. So they like set up like this fake airport and a fake airline and like do all this like crazy stuff. And they even dupe the audience. Like, it always seems like they're going to get caught and it's bad. But then at the very end, it's like, no, that was all part of the plan the whole time. <laughs> and uh, it's great. Hmm. Um, so that's pretty fun. And I'm having a good time watching that. Nice. I'll check it out. Uh, but that is everything I watched. With the exception nice. of one thing that we will talk about yeah. next. Yeah. And you're coming at this. I mean, we, we both watched it. Um and we're talking about it now because it's by the time you hear this episode, knock on wood, um, it will be available in the U.S. Um, it's been available in Japan for a while, but we're going to talk today about Trigger's brand new or newish. It's new to me. Um, <laughs> uh, BNA, brand new animal. Yes. Uh, yeah, I was super excited. I wasn't actually following the release schedule of this show. And like all of a sudden people on Twitter were like, Hey, it's out. I'm like, Oh shit. So, uh, yeah, decided to watch that. Um, I wasn't excited for this show. I'll say that. Uh, (laughs) I think they previewed it for us. Like not even a trailer, but just like some random screenshots of it. Uh, Yeah. They showed up. Yeah. Kamori Khan, right? Yeah. I think it was, um, it was the year. So it wasn't Promare year. It was the year after they teased Promare for the first time. So it was the the panel where they presented the trailer for Promare that they had first shown off at, I think, like Anime Expo. Um, and then they showed like the the poster for Brand New Animals, which is like um, had a character like a wolf man. Um, if you go to the if you're on the Wikipedia page for Brand New Animals, um, it's the it's the top art there. Um, where it's like there's this wolf guy in a trench coat standing on top of a building, and then there's this like kind of raccoonish looking uh, girl probably sitting on like the ledge of the building holding a basketball. Um, and so I remember, th- <laughs> I almost want to say, I remember looking at this and being like, oh, it must be about firefighters. But uh, the reality is, I, I was just like, oh, cool, Trigger's going to do a sports anime um, based on the fact that she's, holding it, that she's holding a basketball. That was like the only thing I had. Um, and I, it, I thought they were going to be doing some like commentary on, I don't know, athletics or sports and ability or something like that. Um, but boy, was I wrong. <laughs> yeah. I remember just being like, 
oh, the the color palette of this looks really cool, and the design looks cool. Uh, but the, so like that's the first thing I noticed by looking at that picture, right? I was like, oh, it's mm-hmm. gonna become some kind of cyberpunk adventure. But then I noticed like they're furries and was immediately turned off, like immediately. I'm like, I don't care about this now. Why did they have to do that? Um, yeah, it was very Zootopia. I mean, yeah. when you look at it, it's just like this is Zootopia. And I just like had hard pass. Like I did not care uh, about it at all. <laughs> but I'm glad I got over that because it's really good and i it is really good <laughs> and i'm i'm ashamed that I, I thought that at first like i mean it does like yeah. I, I guess i guess it appeases furries in the way that like they are furries but that's and that's the only way <laughs> yeah and like and it's it's a little different from something like um uh shoot it's also on netflix it's, it's kind of like cgi um uh, Stars. So it's it's a little different from B stars um, because it it involves like in the world of this anime brand new animal um, there are humans like normal humans and then there are beast men and beast men are uh, humans that have this gene inside them that they can transform into an animal um, like a like a humanoid animal um, so they're not they're not like going like full like I'm now a horse. They're yeah, like right. it's not it's not animorphs. It's uh it's more of like um they they're hybrids. They they produce like the best combination of the two where they get like the strength and um appendages, like claws, fur, um, increased muscle mass, that stuff from their on their animal side, but they still they're walking upright, they still maintain their like cognitive function. Um yeah, I I remember looking at this and I'm like, okay, I, I you know I'm I'll I can make peace with it. It's not my thing, but it's like I didn't hate Zootopia, so like let's see what they do with it. Um, and I just had like no idea what it was going to be about. I was really I was honestly hoping for a basketball anime from Trigger. I'm like <laughs> I I was like totally on board for that. Yeah, of course. Um, and so they they hyped it up. They were talking about like it's a collaboration between. Um, Yo Yoshinari, who is the creator of Little Witch Academia, um, kind of a big name at Trigger. It's like the, I'd almost like say that he's like the second big name. Like if, if Imaishi, if Hiroyuki Imaishi, the, the director of like Gurren Lagann and Promare, if he's like their, their like star, Yo Yoshinari is like their, he's also in that tier for Trigger, I think, because of the popularity of Little Witch Academia. Um, and then it was also written by Nakashima who wrote Promare, um, and a lot, and a lot of other trigger stuff, kill a kill. Um, and I think you can really tell watching the show that he's the writer. (laughs) You can. Yeah. Um, before we dive into it, I think we should talk about how it was presented because it's a collaboration with Netflix, uh, Uh, or, or in, in some ways it's licensed by Netflix and they, at least outside of it being on TV in Japan, they handled how it was distributed, um, which in true Netflix fashion, they royally screwed up. I mean, from their, I think from their perspective, they probably didn't screw up. Like they get to have all the cash and all the money and all the, I don't know, like hype around like releasing it and having it in Netflix jail. There must be some kind of profit reason for having the Netflix jail in the first place. Or I don't know. Or it's, I mean, I don't know enough about it to to be so angry, but I I have this like theory that like 
Netflix jail for anime might not even be Netflix's decision. It might be like Fuji TV's decision to be like, hey, look, mm. you can't have it yet because reverse importation is evil or whatever. Oh, yeah, that would make sense because um, I'm just going to call it BNA because it's easier to say than brand new animal. Um, BNA was it was technically like a spring 2020 show. Um, and you got it in spring of 2020, right? And on Japanese Netflix, you got the first six episodes in that yep. kind of window. Yeah, I just dropped um, like all of one day. Just it was there, the first yeah. six, and it's a 12 episode series, right? Yeah, 12 episodes. Right. So they did it in two halves, which is mm -hmm. kind of interesting. But that's how they did it. Yeah, and so like in Japan, you got it when it aired, but. In the states, we just got it. it. It released on Netflix on June 30th. Oh wow! Yeah, or it is. Well, it will be. Let's pretend like that was the past, because it most certainly will yeah. be the past. When you hear this, that's when it airs. Um, yeah, and so and they're gonna get they'll get all 12 at once. Um, or Netflix has all 12 at once. Um, and I mean that's cool, but it's also like. It kind of sucks when we when this stuff happens like um I guess technically I should have said that I'm I've also seen an episode or two of of uh Doro Hey Doro um because I I turned it on once to to fall asleep <laughs> um <laughs> and that was another show where it was like it aired in Japan a whole season before Netflix got it and I think you might be hitting on something where it's like Japan Japanese companies do tend to really be worrisome of that re reverse importation and so maybe fuji tv because it, it lists the original run of the show as kind of april to june of 2020 um and so maybe fuji tv was like netflix you can't have this until we're done showing all of it which is just sucky i mean we're it's just, like yeah like yeah. Uh, well i mean netflix america anyway they're like american netflix right, can't have right. it now until it's Probably just, I assume it's just due to licensing or some random agreement where they're like, yeah. it's ours. You can't have it until later. Right. So I don't know. But uh, yeah, it was fun to watch, I will say. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, you can really tell that um, Yo Yoshinari is like, he leads, he's an animator. Most of his career, he's an animator. Um, I mean, he, he does do a lot of directing now. But if you look at like his his anime news network um, encyclopedia entry, it's all like key animation directing or key animation work, secondary animation work, um, because it really feels like this was like the plot's good, but it's nothing. I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily say it's like special. Like it's it's good. It's it's functional. But the art I loved. Um, there is one episode that's like really badly done, which I think was like a compromise for budget would be my guess but generally speaking like it's it's fun art like it's really exciting trigger art yeah for sure i i thought that was the most exciting aspect of the show as well like it looks like how you would expect a trigger show to look like like really you know the same exact kind of thing it's like kill a kill yeah uh so you're like this is cool um i would say that i agree with you on the plot it's definitely just I mean, I think it's pretty much Promare with a different yeah. scenario. <laughs> like the same yeah. exact thing. Like we shouldn't discriminate against these people. They're also people. Oh, it turns out the pharmaceutical company was bad the whole time. Like, yeah, okay. exactly. Like, yeah. And so, basic. um, 
Yeah, I don't really think spoiling the plot. I've one people can probably just look at it and be like, the only thing that we could really spoil is just by saying that um, an alien race doesn't show up at the end. It's not a, a hundred percent a trigger show. There's not like a surprise <laughs> twist. Yeah, it's, um, it's true. But it it is pretty obvious that like there's beastmen and they're humans and there's a medical company that is bad. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And so. The show, Brand New Animal, um, it, it's centered around this character, um, the girl from the poster, um, Michiru Kagemori, Kagemori um, and she is, um, you first see her in her beast, her beast men um, form, where she's like a raccoon, but you, you kind of quickly realize that she's a bit more than a raccoon. She's actually a tanuki, um, you know, the kind of a, a creature of Japanese folklore um it's a tanuki is a real animal it's a it's a raccoon dog um not necessarily a true raccoon um but more importantly in japanese folklore tanuki are um kind of magical and they can transform um which factors heavily into the show uh, but when it kind of like in episode one you it you find you follow uh, michiru as she is escaping from her home in Tokyo and heading to this place called Anima City, um, which is kind of like the safe haven and gathering place for beastmen. Um, and what is revealed over the course of the show is that she w started out as a human and she developed this beastman trait later on. Um, and I, I don't want to spoil what triggers it, but um, so she's like has to escape her life and leave it behind and go find some place where she's not going to be pursued and like beaten up because she's different. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't think it says like it's illegal for beastmen to live in the normal world, but like they're heavily persecuted against. Yeah. Like just like gangs of like thugs go around, like, you know, beating them up like hate crimes. Yeah. And like tracking them down and, and uh -huh. hunting them for sport almost. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so she, she makes it to anima city. Um, and then, um, she arrives at the time of this festival and then it's, there's some really cool like animation where you get all these these people like these crowds gathering and they turn into their beast mo their beast forms and they they're all celebrating and being happy um, but then like this incident happens um, something explodes and she chases after these guys that she sees that are suspicious um, and that's when she meets the other main character in the show um, and the other person from the poster shiro ogami which is like it's it's one of these things where it's like the name is so dumb but it works it's the most trigger name it's the it trigger is. names all their people like this and it's the best you're just like okay yeah. cool way way to be subtle guys <laughs> yeah so it's basically he's like the the white wolf like the white like like god wolf almost like ogami is like uh 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 like the wolf god or something well, have like you that. played the like king wolf have you played the hit ps2 game okami it's like that oh yeah oh yeah totally <laughs> <laughs> um and so it's like it's just funny um and immediately you kind of realize that he's special because he he's a wolf beastman but he's also like super powerful um mm. which is which is cool and so the kind of the overall plot of the show centers around michiru trying to one prove that she's actually human to 
adapt to her new self as a beastman um and then three kind of the whole po politics of anima city and like is it right that beastmen have to be confined to one place um can't they be in society why are they persecuted um all of that fun stuff um but yeah it's, yeah. it's very pro mare like it's exactly pro mare <laughs> i thought i'm just like you could literally they just did like a search and replace for like the, the people in the plot <laughs> and it's exactly the same uh i thought the interesting part of like yeah because it does all, obviously yeah it explores all of those things uh and i thought one of the most interesting things that it explores is like you're led to believe and you're told like the anima city is like the haven for all the beast animals uh or beastmen or whatever they're i think they're called beastmen right um yeah and, beast i feel like it's beastmen it's written as beast ken uh, um like on the on the wikipedia page so i don't know which to go with beast person <laughs> yeah uh but uh so like you're like you, you you know they tell you and you're supposed to be like all right the the anima city is like a safe place but then you like quickly realize that there's like not not so much factions but it, like it reveals like they're they're not humans but the same kind of human traits happen where like they form terrorist organizations and they form splits and they have different ideologies and goals even within their mm -hmm. own like beast men group so it's really not like a safe haven it's just like a different place <laughs> yeah and it's that they're all just like concentrated in and there's like yeah the mob there's the police uh -huh. um there's this pharmaceutical company and it's you know there's a little um there's some kill to kill in it because there's like slums like the city is stratified by um kind of like there's definitely an area where the poor live and then where the rich live. Yeah, that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. Like they they build it up to be like this is like the like the paradise city where everyone should go and you'll be great. But then you get there and you're like, "Oh, well, now, you know, humans aren't trying to kill me, but it's just like the same kind of struggles that I would have to have to deal with anyway. It's not like a paradise." Yeah. Uh which yeah. It's it's good. Like it has a lot of good social commentary. I think it's pretty heavy-handed, mm -hmm. but it is. Yeah, like, it's <laughs> it's a trigger show. It's like they don't. It's so funny. They're like trigger staff are so like coy and not necessarily deceptive, but like they don't they don't like explaining things to the public. Like if they're in a panel presentation, they'll like they would prefer to make like an illusion or like a a subtle reference to what something might really mean. But in their shows, it's just like, this is what we're saying. Like, they're just so, like, open and in your face about it. That, yeah, you really can't hide from what the sh what they're trying to tell you. You can't misunderstand it. Yeah, right. They That's usually true with all their shows. You're just like, this yeah. is the bad guy. This is the good guy. This is the problem with society. Check it out. And also, here's yeah. explosions and cool animation. You're like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I... I think that even though that the plot is simple, like it's just really fun. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, yeah. And it's just, there's so much like there's just dumb, like visual gags or, or language jokes that go into it because there's, you know, they're different animals or um, one of the first characters, one of the other characters that uh, Michiru encounters, like as she's trying to get to anima city is this um, character named Itami who, um, 
is a mink mm-hmm. but um like keeps calling her like a weasel <laughs> yeah it's pretty funny and so she's always like it's i'm a mink <laughs> yeah yeah um it's it's fun. like yeah yeah or you have like the um uh michiru gets put up in this like boarding house for or this like it's a charity that supports beastmen um and um the like the proprietor one of them is a is a rooster uh, and when he is in his human form, he looks like Colonel Sanders with like a but with like red hair. <laughs> I'm just like this is so dumb, but also hilarious. Well, my favorite of that of that kind of thing is the the police inspector, the McGruff the crime oh, the dog. dog. <laughs> yeah, McGruff the crime dog. <laughs> he's literally McGruff the crime dog, and he's like this old, like gray haired, like mustached old, gr- like grizzled cop when he's in his human yeah. form, and then he just literally <laughs> transforms into McGruff the crime dog. <laughs> it's so it is it's really funny um and there's like you know there's i i really liked the different kind of um i thought all the beastmen were really just cool and like you know at one point um shiro has to fight like a rhino dude and it's just like this, this is cool like it's just the action's great um yeah the fights are cool uh, everything's cool i like the um like the beastmen have their own traits, right? So like, I, I really like yeah. when they adapted some kind of beastman trait to like what it would be the equivalent of in human world. Like for example, mm-hmm. like the people who are birds are like pilots. They always look like pilots. Yeah. And they have this kind of, <laughs> kind of like kind of demeanor about them. And like, just the same kind of thing. Each, yeah. they, they don't have equipment to fly in, but they always look like the kind of thing that they would be equivalent to in the human world. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's, yeah a, a character shows up later um kind of at the end of the first half um and then he shows up again later on but he's like an albatross like a high, like a, a bird that would normally fly at like really high altitudes and so he's a he's like a long distance pilot yeah um yeah i i think one of my favorite characters um just because I, I find it really amusing is flip uh the the beluga whale that runs the crime syndicate in um anima city mm-hmm um and he's just like always in like you know you can always tell that like trigger really loves animation and what you can like the different as a medium the different jokes that you can pull off and so he always like flip will always get out of a car and he's like this giant whale mm-hmm. <laughs> and he like it's like he's stepping out of a clown car um yeah, yeah it's i don't even know I, I don't think we need to get too much into the into the overall plot because i think people should watch it It, it's fun um you're not going to really be surprised or challenged by how it goes but um, you'll probably be able to call it like shot for shot the entire time yeah like oh he's evil uh he's good uh it's gonna be like this uh he's gonna be bad (laughs) it's pretty uh pretty basic uh i something about the the character flip that i loved is or just like the the crime syndicate in general uh might be sort of spoilerish to say but i like when like all the shit's going down at the end like turns out the yakuza is there to save the day (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) i really love that they're like you know what we do crime but like we gotta protect our own yeah like we'll help out i think the one thing that we definitely should talk about because it's i think it's both of our favorite episodes is um episode five uh which is in english they they're calling um greedy bears and it's a 
it's it's my it's the fulfillment of my desire for the show. It's the sports episode mm-hmm. uh, where they play baseball. The it, I I always love a good baseball episode. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like who who doesn't? Uh, and the Bears are my favorite characters in the entire show. They are the greatest. <laughs> They're super poor and stupid, <laughs> and I love the I can't remember his name. The 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 you know the main the main small bear. Uh, yeah always um, trying to run scams and schemes just to get out of poverty but they're always stupid <laughs> it's, it's great. is that jackie uh i think i think so yeah 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 uh yeah like like the water filtration scam like trying to sell water but it's like there's she's or he's just like like dredging the, the scum pond for like this gross old yeah. water <laughs> it's like, uh but the yeah the baseball episode is the best like you find out about like their their like murder baseball sport they have <laughs> Yeah, because like everybody is kind of like a like a meta human, like their their physique is so enhanced that when they play baseball, they they play it using their their beast forms um, and they just kind of go all out. And like there are literal teams where they're just like, we're playing with a spiked bat and like brass knuckles because we're going to fight you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's in the rules. They say you can like fight like killing them is one of the legal options in like playing the game it's like what it's just like this you don't have to like you're literally just playing baseball and the winner is the winner but like it's not against the rules to just like totally take someone out of the knees with the bat or whatever yeah like fouls are not called there's no nothing like that <laughs> yeah and so um you know Michiru is watching and she sees that this this team of bears like they're all bears and it's I mean, the thing I love is that it's like literally the Bad News Bears 2, like the old, like the classic Bad News Bears where they go to Japan. <laughs> and um, and it's like she takes such pity on them that she tries to help them out. And um, what she discovers is that um, because she's a Tanuki, there's some extra traits in her ability to like shapeshift and she can kind of enhance her physical capabilities and one of the things that she learns that she can do is like develop like a it's almost like a bear gorilla arm where she can just like chuck a ball and so she becomes their pitcher and helps them kind of train up but they're they're like the most pathetic group of bears um and it's just so oh they're so sad <laughs> they're they, so they sad. hail f- yeah they like hail from the slums of the city and so they're all like living in one single room and they like don't have any food and really they just exist to like throw games <laughs> uh, yeah 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 that's, but, the, that's the point the manager's like uh betting against them or and they're they're just yeah. like, not a good team and they don't have anything going for them <laughs> i gotta i need to watch that episode again because i don't think the manager is a bear or if he is a bear he's like the kind of bear that you would find super sick in like a cage in siberia <laughs> i don't he's like very skinny does he even i think I, did he, does he transform into his beast mode ever? I thought he's just like an old... He looks like an old guy. I feel like he kind of... Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe he never does transform into his beast mode. I don't I don't uh, recall. He but, just kind of like... Well, it flashes back like a... to his younger self when he like, you know, decides to give up on his dream after like yeah. losing... Because he like was a pro ball player and, but couldn't make it and gets disillusioned. Oh, yeah, no. He he was in America. Or not America. <laughs> he was in, a, you know, the human city yeah and like they're like no beastmen here buddy oh right even though he was out of baseball. yeah even though he was like super good yeah yeah 
yeah but it's it's great to see them like succeed and like kind of rally and and do that and the baseball just it's just great like it's just like everything you want out of a good baseball anime you know it's, it's a well animated episode um hiroyuki maishi actually does the storyboard for that episode um he there i, I read an article where they explained like um because of how much of triggers resources promare was pulling in they kind of had to delay some of the work on brand new animals and so as like a, an apology or like a, a trade-off um imaishi was like i'll do some episodes for you and so the baseball one is like one of his and i think you can really tell like there's just a lot of like cool explosive animation in it <laughs> yeah it's really good uh it's just like a fun I never watched that episode of Dragon Ball Z where they play baseball, but I assume it's like this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just, just like crazy. Like it's baseball, but like it's just ridiculous, like over the top kind of extreme baseball. Yeah. It's really fun. I love it. It was my favorite episode by far. Yeah, it's it's really good. And like they're all. That's definitely the peak, but there are some there's some good ones in there and there's some really good like fight scenes and stuff. Um, yeah, overall, I really liked it. I'm I'm really glad I watched it. Um, it doesn't, I think the ending is pretty good. Um, like they land the ending pretty, it's not, it's not like super, it's not like a cliffhanger ending or a, a shocking ending. It's like they land it. Uh, you expected the plane to go up and the plane to come down and they, they <laughs> land it well. Um, did you watch, uh, did you watch Promare? It ends like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Except there's still Beastmen at the end. Well, yeah, because, I mean, the whole point is, like, Beastmen are not bad. That's not a disease yeah. to be cured, you know? Exactly. The The caveat at the end of Promare is that there's no more Promare. Yeah, well... Or there's no... The Promare go back to their place, so there's no more Burnish. Yeah. Yeah, but the Burnish weren't humans. They were just living... They were parasites. Yeah, the pro, yeah, the Promare were. So... Yeah. yeah, it doesn't but challenge you, you know, but it's fun. So there you go. Yeah, and it's it's a great thing to watch, and it's like good, um, it's just good wholesome trigger content. So what's exactly. what's what you need in the world right now? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's quite good. Uh, I enjoyed watching it. Um, I highly recommend it if you like trigger or if you like re regular shows <laughs> that <laughs> like are fun and I don't know, well animated. Uh, if you like shows about like social justice, you'll probably be into this. Um, if you are a furry, you'll still probably like it because they're all furries and that's it. Good show. Go watch it. Yeah. Uh, I really like the ending theme too. I think it's, it'll be one that sticks around. Yeah. Um, it's very fun and poppy. They always choose such good music. I don't know how they do They it. really do. They have a knack for it. Oh, man, I'm so frustrated. It's kind of a, a different topic, but um, one of the soundtracks that I listen to quite frequently on Spotify is um, the Shin Godzilla soundtrack. Yeah. And they took it away. That was just I'm on TV the other day here. Shin. Oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome. I didn't watch it, but it was on TV. I saw the commercial. Oh, you should have put it on in the background. I think we were watching something else. Uh, Japanese TV... That's a whole nother topic. Oh, yeah. Sometimes great. Always... Most of the time, what are they doing? <laughs> yep. 
I always found Japanese TV to be kind of um, almost dreamlike where, I mean, if you're paying attention, you can tell when one show ends and another starts. But because there's so much... Well, I can't because there's I know. <laughs> so be, because there's so much like recycled content or like recycled talent like if you're a popular talent you're gonna be on like every show yeah and so like you can go like just kind of drift through and it's like oh this is this is a different show like, now totally but everyone's the yeah, same it's a different show but everyone's the same it's just the guy holding the microphone is that's a different dude right yeah <laughs> like yeah. yeah no I know it's crazy like there's no you know on American TV where there's like uh, one second like black screen between the two things that you're watching they yeah. don't have that in japan it's just like a hard cut to the next thing and you're like whoa what like this is a new show now okay yeah sometimes there'll be a counter like a countdown timer in the top corner and it's like like they'll be like kind of wrapping up like the hosts of whatever show are like talking to each other and the counter the 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 timer is like going down counting to one and then at, at zero it just is hard cut and the next show is starting it just is on yeah and you're like what the hell? Sometimes they're Which... still like mid conversation, like in the, in the old show. They're like still talking and it just like changes. And you're like, oh, okay. Guess, oh, yeah. we, guess we're done with that. Or there'll be some heartwarming story about something. And like at the point where you think like the hosts will do some follow up or talk about something, it's just the next story. And I'm like, but I'm still, I'm still thinking about that guy. <laughs> like, what? what? Like, come back. Yeah. Yeah. My, my least favorite, um, cause I would, I would tend to be there like in the summer. And so um, in Japan, they tend to, like, because summers are so hot, there's this kind of common thing where people are like, you should watch horror movies in the summer because they give you chills, which is the most sound logic I've ever heard. It's not really a thing. (laughs) Right. But also, like, what you'll see sometimes, and the thing that would drive me nuts is that occasionally one of those variety talk shows would be like, okay, and now we're going to do like the horror section <laughs> and we're going to show you like creepy videos. And I'd just be like sitting there and like, I'd suddenly tune in and they're like, look for the ghost face in this picture. I'm like, oh man, I'm so out of this. <laughs> Cause I like, I have a, a sensitive disposition. It took me years to build up my, my, my ability to watch horror movies well, um, through a lot of like exposure therapy. And like, they would just spring it on me. <laughs> like I, I can't handle this. Yeah, imagine if you if like weed was legal in this country, people would be like, "Oh, holy shit, <laughs> scary face is right there." But all you have to do is like look away for one second and then look back to the screen, and it'll be like a completely different variety show. So it's it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's like exactly. one show that I love called Tante Night Scoop. That's like they don't mm. do any of that bullshit. There's like no face in the corner reacting. There, that's not there. Yeah, they just do. They just have a host go out and like solve some some mystery for somebody who writes in, and that's it. Yeah. And there's like normal transitions, and like you can tell when the show is starting and ending. It's very good. I'm like, this is how it should be, you guys. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, do this, do more of this. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy out there. I I hate it, but some <laughs> of the shows are really like entertaining and nice. So I'm like, all right, there's a few I like to watch, but most of the time it's like just cooking and a bunch of like housewives watching someone cook and then like flipping out that they've never yeah. heard of like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and you're like dude <laughs> how is I this like, tv i like <laughs> i like the travel shows like when they're like going and finding the special thing in a prefecture that that was always my jam those like, are there's good. this i don't i don't remember what it's called but there's this show where essentially like the premise um and it might not be on tv anymore but the premise is like two clouds traveling around japan um, and so they just kind of like, 
there's no host, but they the clouds will talk and they'll like <laughs> the camera will like go down and t- and be like meet somebody and um that was always my favorite. I like that because you you just get to see cool places all around Japan. There's two well, there's three other good ones that I love. Uh, one of them is like this travel show where the the host goes to different countries festivals and participates mm. in their festival and tries to win like in like random stuff. So like one of them, one of them is they go to, he goes to America and in Colorado, they're having this, like the fruitcake tossing competition. Like, (laughs) and so like he goes there and learns about like what the heck this even is. And then participates in the, in the game. And like, that's crazy. The show is like the, uh, this, this segment or corner of, of this specific show. He does that. And it's, it's pretty entertaining. Uh, and then, uh, there's also the one where, the crazy like look at the crazy gaijin show that i as i call it where they it's the the one where they're at the airport and they like oh yeah find it's i can't remember the name you of it. uh you uh like something you, something something you need not any honey or something yeah, like yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah like why are you here in japan and yeah uh we watch that every single monday <laughs> i don't know why it's, it's super entertaining but like sometimes i get like really annoyed i'm just like wow like yeah sometimes like it's totally it's totally like reasonable and like okay this person came to japan he's kind of weird he has like a weird thing he wants to do and that's like interesting they should follow him but sometimes it's like super like kind of borderline racist where it's like they find somebody who's foreign and he speaks perfect japanese and they're like what are you doing here and he's like i live here what do you do like what do you what's your profession he's like you know i make kimonos but he's a white guy so let's go to his kimono shop and show him and I'm like, yeah, he's like, dude, he just lives here. Like, it's not even a thing. He just like came back from somewhere and just his normal life. Got caught. Yeah. Got caught by the cameras in, in Narita. Just, yeah. I, there's a few, um, episodes of that show on Crunchyroll. Um, so occasionally Dana and I will, will turn one of those on just for the nostalgia of it. But I, I like it too, but I, i definitely feel like sometimes it's like, did you really have to pick this individual to follow? Like. I know, right. There's no one that was... One of my favorite ones was this dude that was like, yeah, I'm just here to bike the whole length of Japan. And so they followed him around for a while. Um, but then sometimes it's like, oh, yeah, I'm just a, I'm a student here, and I'm I'm here to study. And so like, okay, cool, we're going to follow you back to your dorm. Like, okay, this isn't weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some of them are weird. Some of them are really funny and, and great. And some of them are just, like, racist. <laughs> so I yep. don't know which... <laughs> Japanese know. TV. Yeah. Uh, so whatever. It's like it's not that big of a deal. It's just like annoying to be like, dude. Yeah. He, he's just a. He just lives here. Like he's a permanent resident. He speaks perfect Japanese. He's just like coming home from his trip, and like the fact that he works at a place is not like interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, could you imagine next time you like fly out and come back, and they're just like, hey, wh- what are you, what are you doing here? I'm like, well, Japanese I, TV program. You know, I. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh-huh. like, well, you can you can come back and and watch me like, work from my my home, I guess, because we're still like in COVID quarantine, you know. Uh, it's like a film, just like four like guys with cameras just around your desk right now, just like filming you, being like, hey, what what are you doing? So Chaz and I have been on that show twice. Oh, seriously? Uh, I I mean, I don't know if they put us on the show, but they definitely didn't yeah. follow us to what our thing was. But they uh they like came up to us and talked to us like in two separate occasions oh, in Narita. And we're just like, we're going That's around crazy. to eat food. And I 
at the time I'm like, yeah, we're just like going to travel from, you know, like Kagoshima to Tokyo and like see all this stuff. And at the time they're like, all right, cool. And, um, left like they didn't seem interested yeah so i thought like all right like, that's, that's not... i'm like i didn't think anything of it like that's not that interesting whatever and then now now seeing like multiple episodes of the show i'm like mm-hmm. i'm like that was way more interesting than some of the stuff they choose to follow like i don't know why <laughs> they didn't want us to do it but yeah, <laughs> yeah you gotta make stuff up now yeah if they ever approach you again you just be like yeah i'm here to go learn like joint doll making or like um i'm gonna go be an understudy for a conveyor belt sushi chef yeah something like that I don't know. yeah there's one there's sometimes they like re they uh they like follow up on a guy who came before and it's like mm. gonna come again and they're like oh it's him and they like run a little special thing about him uh yeah Kari says she's just gonna run away when they try to come talk to us <laughs> she's like no I'm not gonna be on that show, <laughs> but we watch it every you week. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, watching Japanese TV is good for uh, like language practice. I will, I will say. Yeah, absolutely. But otherwise, sometimes it's super infuriating, and sometimes it's really nice. Yeah. Sometimes you just want to watch animals doing cute stuff before you go to bed. Yeah. For four hours. Or. <laughs> <laughs> I um. When I was studying abroad in Japan, there was a show that I always liked to watch. Um, that was on rather consistently, and it was um, it was a Lupin the Third themed game of tag, where they would go to these schools, and you had there there was like a there was a Lupin, there was a Jigen, there was a um, uh, there was usually a Fujiko, and sometimes they would have a Crap, why can't I think of the swordsman name? Goemon. Um, Goemon, yeah. There's usually a Goemon. And so those four would be pitted against a team of like four school kids. Um, and they would have to evade the kids. And if they got caught, they were thrown into a cage with a gladiator. <laughs> and like, or sorry, they were first tortured by the gladiator uh-huh. um, who, if it was any of the three guys, would like stomp on their balls. <laughs> um and then lock them in a cage. And so they could get out of the cage if one of their comrades came and like tagged them out. But um, I would love like coming home from it, it was like on the air once a week. And I, w- I would love coming home and watching that show and just being like, this is good entertainment. Just a bunch of idiots running around, getting captured by children and then stepped on. Oh, like, yeah. Just, it's just what I just what I needed to <laughs> like decompress. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Lastly, I just wanted to mention one other show that I love. Because that reminded me of this one, uh, Suyobi no Downtown. If you've ever heard of this, it's um, mm-hmm. it's like this comedian com- comedy duo called Downtown, and they have oh they, yeah of they, course they host this show, and it's like it's it's I don't know how to explain what they do. They just like fuck with people. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Uh, yeah, like they they like tell other comedians some fake premise, and then like. Like it's, they think the show is something else and then they Mm. just get them to do more and more ridiculous stuff or they like trick them into doing something. And, um, one of them is like for new years, they like, well, this is actually right before Christmas. They like get these guys, these comedians, and they lock them in a room and they have to, they have no clock and they have to accurately 
decide when Christmas Day is, like midnight of Christmas Day. They like get locked in like oh. like three days before Christmas. Oh my god! And they have and they have there's no light there there's no windows or anything and they have to just like figure out what time it is and they have to like go there's like a room they're in a, in like a modular building like out an out building and they have to when they think it's time they have to go out and then uh, go into this other modular building where there's a Santa Claus and then say Merry Christmas to him within a fifteen <laughs> within fifteen minutes of it being midnight to twelve fifteen like of the actually they have a fifteen minute window to like do it or else they lose yeah. And it's hilarious. Like they all, there's three teams and they're all, they all, they all have to do this. And so they're sitting there and they have to like count. They're trying to count seconds and like trying to figure out how to like accurately gauge what time it is. Uh, so they all have their different methods. Like this one guy's just reading manga and he's like, I know it takes me this long to read this manga. So I'm going to just like read this over and over. So I know <laughs> uh, it's, it's genius. It's pretty funny. And then, so if you lose, which they do, uh, <laughs> So this is like three days before Christmas. So if they lose, they have to stay in the room until New Year's and do the same exact thing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and so it's just like them trying like their very best to figure it out. And they can't. It's, it's great. That's uh, both terrifying and hilarious. I'm going to have to like search online to find it. Uh, one, of um, the, one of the other ones was um, during like, you know, when they did the unveiling of the, the era named Rewa, they, yeah. they locked two comedians in this room. And they, they had to guess what the era will be called, and they're like totally cut off from civilization. Like they have no idea, and they just have like every every two no, every five minutes a timer goes off, and they have to like display their uh, every two minutes a, t a timer goes off, and they have to display like their their kanji they've written to the camera. Their guess, yeah. And it's every two minutes, like it just keeps buzzing, like burp, 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 burp. <laughs> like they have to show it every two minutes for 24 hours. Like it doesn't stop. They have to just like continue to do this. And they, they can buy hints by getting money. Like the whole premise of this specific game was like they're kidnapped. So like their kidnapper will come on mm. the TV and like tell them another thing they can do. And like they get some money and they can either buy cigarettes or like a hint. And so they're like trying to decide because they've been locked in this room for like days and they're like, I don't know, man. We we really need to smoke, but like we we really should get a hint. Like what? Yeah. And they finally figured out. Like they get these. They start getting these hint machines where like, like if they do one kanji correctly and one not correctly, like the light will light up a certain amount of blinks mm. if they have like a certain amount yeah. of strokes correct. And there's but they don't know what the the, the blinks means. So they have to like figure it out. <laughs> and it, it takes them like it takes them like twenty five days or something. And they finally guess Raywa oh Raywa correctly. And they're just like, yeah. <laughs> oh my god that's it's amazing it's it's awesome i love the show uh it's cathartic to watch people get tortured yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh that's awesome yeah it's good stuff nice nice uh so yeah that's uh what i've been up to uh hopefully we can record something soon uh you should watch great pretender and you should finish wa yeah. watching uh uh the other show that i told you to from watch. the new world from the new world yeah and well i think uh i mean have how is your it, there's a lot of hints to what we're going to be recording over the course of the whatever time future is in the last episode um so one of them that we talk about a bit is serial experiments lane have you made progress uh uh by progress i think we've watched like three episodes of it <laughs> nice so perfect a little bit get to work yeah, it's tough. I don't think Ari's very interested in it, so we kind of stopped watching it. 
You have to get to the second half, I've discovered. Yeah. And we'll talk about that when we talk about it. Yeah. I'll power through and that'll be uh what we yeah. talk about next time. <laughs> awesome. On the uh the good old podcast. Yeah. Uh yeah. So I didn't really anticipate we would start diving into Japanese bangumi, but uh <laughs> uh <laughs> This, it's always a good topic. It's, yeah, it's it's fun, lighthearted, just like BNA was. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Everyone should check out uh, BNA, brand new animal triggers, uh, latest release. It's on Netflix in the United States. Uh, it's on Netflix globally, um, and it should be available now for everybody to check out. That's right. Uh, you can go to our website to uh, listen to our other great episodes we've put out at www.anybrospodcast.com. And our main overall homepage for everyone else's podcast is www.anniebroscreative.com. Yep. And you can find, um, they just released um, from the deep depths of the archives, a new episode of Real Japan, where they discuss uh, the Korean live action adaptation of Jinro, which incidentally, uh, Yo Yoshinori, the director of Brand New Animals, did key animation for so that ties in. Uh, and then the folks, uh, Jen and Wes, uh, Laven's fellow expats in Japan, um, have been releasing episodes of Otofu Susume, uh, recommendations from my otaku spouse. Um, and they've been talking a lot about Gundam. So those are good episodes to check out. Um, but yeah, you can find me, Kenny, uh, on Twitter at Sakoku underscore otaku. Uh, you can find me at Laven Voth on Twitter. Um... I should start daily reminding Kenny that he should uh, watch Zeta Gundam. Speaking of Gundam, get on that. Is that is that G Gundam? Uh, no, no. It, it's a few letters off. Try again. A few letters. Uh, Gundam X. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or Gundam F. I can watch Freedom Gundam. Crossbones. You mean F ninety one? Zeta Gundam. F ninety one. There we go. Um, watch Zeta Gundam. Yeah. It's great. You don't have to watch Double Zeta. Zeta. That's like not even a thing. Just watch Zeta Gundam. But the, but I loved playing the Double Zeta Gundam in Gundam Battle Assault. Well, if you want, because you could just spam. It's like chess cannon. Well, if you want a good story, don't watch Double Zeta. Okay. Zeta Gundam will definitely have to be a show for the future. It'll have to be. I, I yeah. Maybe six years <laughs> from now, because I mean, I can't get you to watch it from the New <laughs> World, and it's only twenty six episodes. <laughs> I'm getting there. <laughs> awesome. Okay, well, uh, that's it. Goodbye. Okay. Stay safe, everybody. <laughs> yeah, don't die of the, of the Rona. <laughs> I think that's what the kids are saying. like two good shows and the rest of them are like here i'm gonna go ahead and uh put cream cheese on a rich cracker and the entire audience will eh? <laughs> and you're like have you never heard of like crackers before like what the hell i oh, know it's a new thing is it made from rice and there's like nine girls standing around watching one person put the cheese on the cracker and they like can't believe it's happening so, 
You got to get those those uh, talents in front of the audience. Well, yeah, and there's also like you know six different television approved hosts that can be on every single show. Yep. <laughs> it's like this is stupid. Oh.